Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamplett and Michael Sidgwick here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2, but oh! AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions like this one, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick. And gents, we are gathered here today to talk about the grim reality of WWE without Roman Reigns. This has been spawned, of course, by a load of speculation earlier on this week. There was the uh, speech he gave at a live event in New Jersey, I believe. <laughs> yes. Um, basically hinting at the fact that he may never be back here. And a lot of people start speculating whether he was going Hollywood, whether he was going to be leaving the company. And then there was the report about him having, what, 10 weeks or something off in the summer from uh, Dave Meltzer, which was later clarified that it was going to be him mainly missing house show. He's still going to do, do TV, still going to do premium live events. But this was a bit of a sneak peek into something that's probably in the not-too-distant future for WWE and Roman Reigns. Yeah. I found his speech, like, incredibly amusing, personally, because um, the the discourse stemming from it was, like, panic stations, like, it's Twitter, it's Squared Circle, it's mm-hmm. wherever, like, it's all very impulsive. And I think everyone's immediate conclusion was jumped towards, uh, he's leaving, that's it, that's mm-hmm. it. What he was actually saying is, I'll still make the garden, just not these, <laughs> not these little hovels. I'll still do the garden, obviously, lads. Well, no, I'm not coming back here. Why would I? Why would I? Um, yeah, it's a... This is not particularly salacious, like inflammatory, negative content, of which I'm quite synonymous <laughs> as it pertains to WWE. But as we'll get into in depth, imminently, I don't really think it's that bad. Mm, no, not right now, but ominous for the future. Yeah, it's sort of a bigger story of what it could develop into rather than what it is right now. But then WWE produced 20 minutes of dead air and call it a Roman Reigns segment, so we can do the same, speculating <laughs> on things for the same amount of time, can't we? Yeah, it's... It, yeah, it's. I think it's the sort of thing for WWE where I think sooner than they might have anticipated, they're maybe going to yet again have to reflect on, oh, wow, we've only cultivated one actual star. Everybody else has suffered to feed that one yeah. star. The whole company at large has had to suffer just like they did with John Cena. But it's happened much sooner for Roman Reigns. And that's, you know, notwithstanding the fact that he's taken breaks before or right at the start of the pandemic, for example, he was able to be bold enough to just say, no, mm. there could be other things that would come up in his life that would give him reason to just not do this. Whereas John Cena was all in for as long as he physically and mentally possibly could. Uh, they got away with it last time. They, they get away with everything. They will, you know, they will 
fortuitously find their way to the next star. They will get good luck here and there. But I quite like that it's even the idea. Even the idea of Roma is not being here. Let's put the cat amongst the pigeons a bit. Yes. Again, it's created. It's created the conversation that yet again WWE will have the need to try and plug the gap. We sort of speculated a little bit on this when we report this mm. just before WrestleMania backlash over the weekend uh, about him potentially going Hollywood. That being the, the reason why he was going away from. Yeah. That's obviously clearly not the case. But it's something that's going to happen. We talked about the weird transition of Cena saying it's The Rock and yeah. then Roman saying it's Cena. And now, you know, Roman, I mean, understandably, is a, is a very hot commodity. Who's going to say it to Roman? And that's yeah. the question. And when you sort of try and answer it, you realize how, like, meager everything is in terms of building stars. Mm. Hi, Phil. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an intriguing... Uh, situation for that because it, it's understandable that Roman Reigns would be you know we, I, enjoy, I enjoyed him in like Hobbs and Shaw and just bloody look at him is he good in Hobbs and Shaw I've never seen a single oh, Fast and Furious movie it's, do that tonight it's fantastic Hobbs and Shaw like they've got one Sasha Banks was in The Mandalorian a huge deal on Disney Plus in the way that Roman Reigns has done bits as John Cena had done bits when he was still resting full time but as The Rock did I suppose you know the Scorpion King was this one off thing that might not have worked and might not have been his entryway into Hollywood they have people that have... I was going to say them is, but it's all straight to DVD, WWE stuff. But nonetheless, they've had people <laughs> that have like got near it, but WWE don't cultivate their star power or the industry maybe looks upon them and thinks, oh, that was quite good for a one-off, but they're not maintaining it for us. And there's always somebody there potentially to do that, but it always it looks increasingly harder. Roman Reigns didn't look like that guy mm. that was going to make the jump and going to make the transition, and he has anyway. So it's likely that somebody will just appear as if from nowhere to take this spot. But... Again, the fact that they, it, it appears genuinely like sometimes they haven't even tried to make a contingency plan for life without Roman Reigns. It's, I think it's more interesting than when John Cena was moving away because Roman Reigns was their guy pretty much from the moment The Shield debuted. Yes. And Cena was still as good as full-time around that time. We're nowhere near in that situation. No. Uh, in terms, we'll get to the, the, the physical spot, right, at the head of the table, whatever you want to call it, in a little while, Sige. But in terms of titles... When we found out that he was going to be gone for 10 weeks and we thought that he was gone from everything, people were immediately like, okay, what have we got in the timeline? How quickly can we switch this title on to Drew or, or whoever it may be? What, what do you think is going to happen in that world title picture going forward? I can't see him dropping it, personally. Um, he's missing Hell in a Cell, as my most recent understanding, mm-hmm. and he's still probably going to do Money in the Bank and SummerSlam and just miss every house show and yeah, TV. Yeah, you would assume so, with it, especially stadium shows, yeah. He can, it's a digital world. He can do something by satellite, I guess, or like digital recording or whatever. Um, I don't think he's going to drop the title. Um, the whole thing's very weird, just as an incidental point. It's so weird. Like, did they know right up to WrestleMania, that this is going to happen. If they did, what are they playing at? Because they could have switched a title around. How important is this rock match at WrestleMania 39, really, if everything's just completely, like, up in the air in terms of a status? But it's the status quo is Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, and that is going to be the case for forevermore. And there was a bit of a quote dunk festival on Twitter about the um, the idea of should Roman Reigns drop the title or will he need it for the rock match and my personal opinion is that the whole idea is that he's the head of the table and that maybe he does in fact need the title to validate and make visual that claim so that there's actual stakes um, in terms of the match with the rock um, but this is just speculation on my part about whether he's going to not drop it but I just can't see him dropping the title and it's just who else is there who else have they pushed with the conviction that could take 
both titles for even 10 weeks and carry the show, who's the level of Roman Reigns as a star. It doesn't really matter what you think, and it hasn't really mattered what you think and what you think for several years, maybe even well over Mm. a decade at this point. It's what they think. And do they think that there's any male roster member worthy of giving this biggest push since the, the Super Cena era? My answer is no. I think they'll write around it. And I know he's got two titles, which complicates everything. But look, this is a rare take coming from me. They've done a decent enough job of booking Raw around the fact that there's no champion on that brand. It's got better. Every single t- yes, indeed it has. Indeed it has. So if anything, I think the, the little tiniest nudge of, oh, Christ, we need to actually do something um, with more than one star because we can't book around the title picture on Raw. And they've been forced into doing things. This week's show this week's show was rubbish. But yes. generally, I think they've been quite well received, these post-WrestleMania Raw shows, and most of them have been built around no champion at all. So if anything, it's almost a benefit that they don't have a world champion. It's bizarre. It shouldn't be the case. It just happens to be the case. Hamlet, do you think we're still getting the, the rock match at WrestleMania 39? And, and your, your thoughts on the title picture as well? I think WWE will move heaven and earth to get the rock match at WrestleMania. Um, I... I they will all, like we've talked recently about how the WrestleMania branding is really important, almost more important to them than the three letters used to be. You know, the amount of things that they're slapping WrestleMania on, including now money in the bank, they're finding ways to like wedge it into everything. And The Rock being a part of that, likely to set various records or make various new bits of history for them with that branding would just be, it's a, like a Nick Khan dream. That's what we kind of know about how he operates. I do, however, think that there being somebody ready to dethrone Roman and Roman losing the WWE title are two different questions because I think Roman losing the WWE title is answered tragically by Drew McIntyre. I don't think he's the guy. I think we saw... Tragically? Yeah. I, 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 look, I, but tragically because... He, I know it's hyperbole. Obviously. Tragically because he earned something from that pandemic run that he never really received. He earned some sort of kudos or some sort of pat on the back or a hair-ruffling title reign when crowds came back or something just to say, thanks very much. We needed a game show host when we are in the Performance Centre and you were it and you were better than anybody else. But that time has passed. He's not that guy. Uh, they were comfortable enough to have his team lose at the, the um, backlash mm-hmm. six-man tag. And yet, I think, I've just got it in my head, they really, really like the optics of replicating something from SummerSlam 1992 at Clash of the Castle. Mm. I don't think Drew McIntyre is the guy to defeat Roman Reigns for either of his belts. I don't think Drew McIntyre is the guy to be there on the house shows when Roman Reigns decides to step back. He's not the answer to any of those questions. I just think he's maybe the answer to one they're asking, which is 30 years, a big stadium, we might want to do this again. Optics, optics, optics. We've kind of internally made the comparison that Clash at the Castle, card depending, could happily be proved wrong, might feel a bit like that Australian super show they did a couple of years ago. And really, the only concessions they made were for Buddy Matthews and the Iconics. So it's not like they needed a main event. That it was Triple H and The Undertaker walking around for half an hour. <laughs> it was gla- useless. glacial pace, right? So they might it's just, funny, but uh, useless. Yeah, yeah, that was real tragic. No hyperbole. They might just do that, you know. Two old stars that they can trot out there. But I think they're actually going to go with Drew in something significant. And I think I've just got it a gut feeling that they might just think, well, sod it. Like Roman Reigns is entering a part-time schedule or he's making noises about doing that. We can get the belt back on him. If we decide last minute we'd rather The Rock fight for a title. It's a moment. It's They're a moment's company. They have been for absolutely ages. Uh, it's memories. It's visuals. It's all that sort of stuff. I can honestly see them going with Drew beating Roman in something that feels wholly unrealistic and wholly unearned for where Drew is at this point. Drew there. Roman there. It's not going to feel worthy 
but it'll just feel big on the night. That sort of thing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Well, I've given you my theory for this on on multiple occasions um, because, uh, you know, there's this... We've talked about this before in terms of guys that could beat Roman or be, you know, would be bought as, as a feasible opponent outside of The Rock, which I still hope we get a WrestleMania 39 regardless. It is kind of Drew and Cody, and that's it. And I'll come to sort of the, the, the role that Roman Reigns plays in a second. But I think it's actually relatively straightforward. Um, I think you set up Drew as a challenger for... Well, not for Hell in a Cell, obviously, as you said, he's not working that. But Drew is the challenger for Money in the Bank, and he unfortunately does not uh, succeed in taking the, the titles. Because let's not forget, there's several, and they've not unified, they've not put, made new belt or anything like that, or at least a time of recording. And I think you have Cody Rhodes win Money in the Bank, and I know there was the WrestleMania bollocks. I think that's just branding of just like, oh, we mentioned WrestleMania, so people will click on mm. SEO. Yeah, yeah, exactly, stuff to do with, with Money in the Bank. And I think Cody says... I'm cashing this in at SummerSlam, main event of SummerSlam. I want to become WWE champion, achieving my you know legacy, legacy, not that legacy, the other one, <laughs> but like and do all this. And by hook or by crook, Paul Heyman makes it so you are getting a world title match at SummerSlam, but not not for both belts. You said the WWE. Champion. I don't know how you get there. It's a bit shenanigany, but. You have Cody Rhodes defeat Roman Reigns, WWE Championship. You get it back on Raw. As much as I agree with you, Sige, that Raw has been improved without Raw. It can't be that way forever. Yes, exactly. WWE Championship on Cody, on Raw. You can even have Roman Reigns disappear for a bit after SummerSlam to, you know. Again? Well, this is the thing. Yeah, I haven't haven't factored in already the 10 week. But as in, maybe misses the next pay per view and you have a mad. Or five way because the to magic be, number it has to be more than four and has to be less than thirty. We yes, yes. that would be Clash at the Castle. Yes, so if they don't want Roman for that. A five way. 
this, yeah. sh- this show might stand a chance. Five way that crowns the the num- next number one contender for the Universal Championship or whatever. I'd still have uh, Roman. I think you're right. I think Roman's going to hold it all. That then so then you've got you've got Cody with the WWE Championship over here, and you can do anything you want with him. Night one of WrestleMania or whatever you want to do. Night two of WrestleMania is Roman Reigns Universal Champion. He will have held it for like 900 days or something mm. off the top of my head. Uh, somewhat preposterous by that point. And the Royal Rumble winner, The Rock, face to face for the for the Universal Championship. So it's because he's always. You know, look at the way he held that WWE Championship when he just sort of went, eh, this, mm. I don't care about this, I care about the Universal Championship. That's what I've been defending. That's what I care the most about. I think it's a very much a workaround and uh, it maybe not necessarily the best way of going about it, but I'm just trying to factor in Drew and Cody and they're the only two guys that, that really stand out for me right now until until he recovers from his injury. Well, you say that, but Randy Orton genuinely has never been more over yeah. or hotter mm. in his entire career. It's that monkey typewriter famous analogy <laughs> yes. where if you put enough monkeys and typewriters in a room over an infinite amount of time, they will, what is it, like write the complete works of Hamlet? Or write Hamlet? Yeah, or yeah. Book a good hot tag. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> if you put enough monkeys and typewriters in the same room, after 20 years, they'll get Randy Orton over. <laughs> and they've actually managed to do it at long last. They really have. And yeah, I think genuinely, I'm being facetious, Randy Orton could genuinely be a world title contender. That's how over he is. He's finally, and I don't want to bury the guy because I'm enjoying his work like greatly you at are, the moment. Yeah. But genuinely, like it took him 20 years to establish a character in WWE, and there was minimal character development. All you had to do was play against type after 20 years, then he gets really, really over, <laughs> and they finally cracked the Orton puzzle to the point where they've even got like people who, like me, who thought it was methodical, boring, his status is a great, was greatly embellished by people who genuinely only really watched WWE. Like, people are really white hot from at the moment. I don't think that he should be disregarded as a potential no. contender. I know the obvious direction at this point seems to be... Um, at some point, when it starts getting a little bit less fun or a little bit less over, they'll think, right, potentially now is the time to split up RK Bro and Riddle's the obvious baby face. Like, not for me, obviously, but in terms of the fan reaction mm-hmm. and the character he portrays, he's the obvious baby face and Randy Orton is the obvious heel. Does that necessarily have to happen? Could RK Bro not embark on some kind of New Day esque arc where, when they're apart on brands, the friendship's still maintained, they've still got each other's back? and there's no use in breaking them up because you can always put them back together. And the longer they stay together, it feels like they've got an interior life as a character, as a unit. Genuinely, I would not split RK Bro up because Randy Orton is that hot as a baby face. If he's going to embark on a singles run, that would arrive at a match with Roman Reigns down the line um, at WrestleMania. Just talking about, in general, the next championship picture. If They'll need a plan B if the Rock thing doesn't happen Mm. because he couldn't even go to his own Survivor Series <laughs> anniversary yeah. celebration. He sent uh, an he's, egg in his place, I think. Yeah, he's still not locked in. He's still not locked in for the LA WrestleMania. So just as a contingency plan, it's a splinter point to this. Like Randy Orton could be the guy. Yeah, you, you talked as well uh, before about people saying, you know, if they lose Roman, the panic that that spread when we first heard about this ten weeks of him disappearing about the the lack of stars. And and I simultaneously agree and disagree with the point because you know you look at that roster. You've got, like I said, Cody, you've got Drew, you've got Sasha Banks, you've got Becky Lynch, you've got Seth Rollins, you've got, you know, the list goes on and on. I'm always going to campaign for Big E to be a main event, world champion level guy. In terms of, like, taking over that role at the top of the company and, the, the you know, them elevating other stars, is it is it Cody's to... to, to ironically, Cody's thrown to sort of take over, potentially. Potentially, Cody could be the one. Um, he's 
dodged the usual terrible WWE booking trappings. Yes, he just got a match thrown out by disqualification, unannounced on Raw. Like this is the sort of potentially the first step on the on the train to normalization. Like he doesn't really feel as surreal anymore. He feels like weirdly established in the WWE system. He's doing WWE things like you know losing matches via disqualification that are pretty much announced the day of. Um, so there's. Wisdom in waiting to see how things play out. And I use this deliberately because usually when things play out, it's people become just guys. Like Drew McIntyre, I'm not being funny. I completely echo my fellow Dadly Boys point. Drew McIntyre is just a guy. And you become just a guy when you do frivolous, low-stakes mid-card comedy with Happy Corbin and stupid props with swords and do more programs like centered on comedy with Sami Zayn. And now he doesn't really feel like he's on some epic quest to win the WWE and Universal title, um, having been away from the title picture since WrestleMania 37, just feels like a guy who's the least broken, big, shredded, Vince McMahon-friendly unit in the WWE system right now. So I don't see anything for Drew. And I don't... The the, the jury's out on um, Cody Rhodes. But at the same time, I still don't think it's panic stations. WWE always finds a way. People have been complaining about how creatively bankrupt WWE has been since the year 2001. And I'm one of those loudest and most cynical voices. And yet they've arrived at a position now where they earn more revenue than ever. They post record profits year on year on year on year on year. They'll find a way. They got RK Bro over massively. Randy Orton's never been hotter. Bianca Belair is on course. If Bianca Belair for the next five years continues this streak of WrestleMania matches, she could be the biggest star in the yeah. company. I think there's genuinely like a latent sexism at play when people say who's going to replace Roman Reigns and you look through the men's division. Look at what Bianca Belair's doing at yeah. WrestleMania. Um, They're going to run house shows with Ronda Rousey on top, confidently, and they should, you know, like as their women's champion. They didn't do Evolution 2 because Ronda Rousey was out of the picture by the time they might have theoretically yeah. ran that show. Um, there'll always be options available to WWE. Who thought Cody Rhodes... Yeah. In December 2021 would be the option that he is now. Like You just don't know how these things are going to pan out. Um, broken clock, monkey typewriter. On that principle alone, I think they'll be all right without Roman Reigns. I want to know your thoughts on this, Hamlet, as well. But also, as we bring this to a close, um, your theory on whether or not the, the panic that suddenly spread through everyone and the realisation of we're going to lose this top guy, and like you said, they've, they've not really built anyone else up. Cody was already a huge star when he returned. You know, and Drew, is, it's debatable how people perceive him. Will this change WWE's strategy in them finally realizing maybe it's not about this one person, this John Cena, even like back to the Hulk Hogan days or, you know, yeah. whatever it may be, Roman Reigns right now. It's about a, a multitude of stars that can you know, can disappear and come back and they can't, all of them have the ability to keep this company going. So it's strange, right? Vince McMahon especially after he bought WCW in 2001 and the kind of the invasion went wrong and you realized he was only going to have one promotion after all. He very much became about making it about the brand first. And for years and years and years, it's been WWE that sold house show tickets and WrestleMania that sold WrestleMania and so on and so on and so on. However, you can't switch off that idea that you've got a top guy. You've got an Austin or a Rock or, um, you know, uh, whoever it was in that slot at that particular time. John Cena was perfect for him because John he could simultaneously run his old-fashioned, I've got my guy, but also sell the brand because John Cena was the brand. Mm. He kind of wore like he wore the brand on all those multicolored shirts. But he was at, he was a walking WWE logo effectively, while also being a singles top star in a way that Roman Reigns never has been. 
Roman Reigns is, is Roman Reigns, and you might go to a show to watch Roman Reigns if you like him, but he's not Mr. WWE in the way that John Cena was. Like The Miz is more Mr. WWE than yeah. Roman Reigns, but he's just not the top star alongside it. So it's as much as Vince McMahon has taken this philosophy of brand first, brand first, because you can't rely on one guy, they'll leave you or they'll get injured or they'll get old, you know, whatever it is that he doesn't like about somebody in the end, he's continued to push somebody like singularly nonetheless. So I, the, answer, the honest answer to the question is, I don't know. I would like it if they could just have two or three major stars at any one time. You know, it, it is absolutely imminently possible. There's loads of precedent for it. You know, when you're trying to get one big star over, you've got somebody that's already in that place. Whether And it doesn't matter if the project fails. It doesn't matter if it's an Ultimate Warrior that fails underneath Hulk Hogan or it's a everybody in the new generation. <laughs> because then you get an Austin and a Rock and you get two at once. And with respect, you get a Triple H because of the likes of Amick Foley. You know, like stars make stars and then stars continue to make stars and the cycle need never end. AEW, since existence, has proven that stars make stars and that the cycle need never end. But Vince McMahon has been way too content to have one plus the brand. And it's that. I think he could change it, but I don't think it'll happen strategically. Mm. I think it might happen. If you look at how WrestleMania went to two nights, that didn't happen strategically. That happened because they knew they could not justify seven hours in a gym. That was going to be too difficult to watch that. So like it was all taped. It was like, we'll split it out over two nights. And then somebody has just nudged him in the arm enough to say, look, it's the same. They're half crowds. We best just do this over two nights. And then he thought, Oh, I actually quite like that. We'll just keep it now. And we've got that back full crowds and it'll probably stay that way forever. These things are great. They work. And then almost never happen by design. <laughs> it's always by accident. So to kind of like build on Sidgwick's point really is like they will be fine. They will figure it out. And a bit like when you were talking about how Cody will win this and Roman can keep this and Belt, WWE have options. Not because they've managed to furnish their roster with loads of stars, but just because of admin reasons. They'll just blow up the roster again if they need to. They'll just make up rules about how and when you can defend titles and belts. This show will have this title, and this show will have this title. And if only the two could come together, we could have a dream match. And they'll just rebook Brock and Roman as, as the biggest match of all time. They just make the admin of their of their of the kind of of the protective bubble they've ensconced themselves in work for themselves. It's not the days of twelve stars, but it's the days of twelve big names that you can just decide one day. They're the guy. They're the star. And if you say it long and loud enough, enough people will believe it. So in summary, without Roman Reigns, the grim reality of WWE is yet more carnage. The grim reality of WWE... Yet more content. Yeah. <laughs> the grim reality of WWE is the grim reality of the last 20 years, WWE. They'll find a way. And um, refresh, what's the exact wording of the question you just gave to Hamlet, and I'll try and tackle it. Just it, whether it'll change WWE's strategy of not just having this singular... Uh, in the event of Roman going part-time, exactly. for example. It's a strange one, because as much as I've just put over Bianca Belair as a potential Miss WrestleMania, like, or even doing a streak to yeah. mirror that of The Undertaker's and how like over Randy Orton is right now, like I don't think they're going to really grow with Randy Orton on top. I think he'd sort of slot in as like an Undertaker post-Attitude Era figure, mm-hmm. where he's like... You got this. You're carrying the brand on your back. You're going to be conscience the gatekeeper. The co- like, yeah, the, the guy who's not really the biggest draw. But you can be the conscience. <laughs> we can make a euphemism. So, like, Vince McMahon, when is he ever, apart from in 1997, right, when is he ever, and maybe 2002 to a degree, when has he ever embarked, like, on a, on a radical, like, transformative shift in his philosophy? Like, hardly ever. He will always revert to what he knows best. And there's potentially, like, a wisdom in that. Like, we talk a lot about AEW. This company is growing. They've literally just generated $2 million gates 
across the next two pay-per-views. They have not done that in 2021, therefore their business is growing. And as much as it's tempting to like bury all the bad faith actors, the reason why these points and this discourse kind of sweeps and poisons everything is that there's a kernel of truth. They are not catching WWE with their model. And I've described their model at this point is I get a little bit of Spotify premium vibes from All Elite Wrestling where it's not quite the same as having one CD that I bought from HMV for £17 when downloads on Napster, I'm really showing my age, as is my grey hair, (laughs) when downloads on Napster, it took us two hours to download um, again and again by (laughs) taproot.mp3. So it's it's just easier to buy the CD and make a tape and all the rest of it. And it just felt like this thing that you could sort of listen to and listen to and listen to because it's the one thing you've got. AEW Spotify Premium now where it's like, yeah, it's all awesome, and it's all my fingertips, and I get everything all at once, but it doesn't feel quite as premium if you have that many stars. Like, Keith Lee, for example, is amazing. If he jumped in 2019, I know the analogy isn't perfect because he was so much more over in 2019 than he was in, like, 2021 or 2022 when he jumped, having done the Bearcat thing, but what I'm getting at is when that small roster was as small and fixed as it was before the Forbidden Door, before WWE sacked everyone, etc., etc., Keith Lee walking into AEW in, Mm. like, February 2020 would be this mind-blowing thing, and now it's just a thing. It's not an event because of what I call the Spotify premium principle where there are too many stars in that promotion. There's a genuine business logic to present one guy as the be-all and end-all as a top guy, and then you get all the avatars doing like that and the delay (laughs) and everything like that. And him. And him. And him. So there's a logic to Vince McMahon's... If you you build a megastar, if you put him all over the show as the megastar, as the guy who is fundamental to this show succeeding, you will then receive him as this god amongst wrestlers. And I just think Vince has genuinely always had something. Mm. Whether it's Cena, he's failed with like Yalugas and all the rest of it. But when it works, it's worked better than any other like sort of booking philosophy Mm. in North America. Well, there you go. Let us know your thoughts on the future of WWE, potentially without Roman Reigns, in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, of course. And you can continue the conversation on Twitter with us, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch right, there, follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. But for now, it's been Get the Table. My thanks to Hamflit Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.